welcome to Down the Garden Path, where each week we discuss down-to-earth tips and advice while doing our best to help you seasonally manage your garden and landscape. I'm Joanne Shaw, an owner of Down-to-Earth Landscape Design, and with me is my co-host and co-author, Matthew Dressing. Hi, Matt. Hi, Joanne, and hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'm Matthew Dressing, owner of Natural Affinity Garden Design. As landscape designers and gardeners, we believe it's important and possible to have great gardens, which are sustainable and low maintenance, and we want to help you make it happen. That's right. And we're going to kind of do a piggyback from our last episode that was all about lawn care tips. And I know I mentioned in that episode that I'm having a lot of design customers who are actually wanting less lawn. I know there's the people out there who love their lawn. And that's why we, we gave you our last show um, about the five fall tips for a great lawn. Um, but there's a lot of you out there who are looking forward to getting rid of your lawn. Either you're tired of doing the work, you want to have a spot for more pollinators and native plants, that type of thing. Um, but the idea of digging up your lawn is not that appealing, right? Because I think that's something I get a lot of people who say, oh, I can, it's easy to dig it up. I can dig it up. Well, yes, you can dig it up if you've got a strong back and a sun or whatever that want to help you. But where do you dispose of, you know, that's always a challenge, right? Where do you dispose of the sod? Mm -hmm. So um, something we talked about in our book, uh, Down the Garden Path, uh, a step-by-step -step guide to your Ontario garden, as well as a past a blog post of mine, and something I did at my own house, I'll get to the point eventually, Matt, um, <laughs> is lasagna gardening. Uh, so no, it doesn't include pasta but or spaghetti sauce, but uh, it is a garden technique that helps you turn a lawn or an unused something into a garden uh, the slow way, let's say, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a slower way. Um but like you said, unless you have like a strong bag and you know where you're going to dispose all of that, mm -hmm. of that extra sod and rock and other whatever else you pull out of that space, um, you, as slow, I think you're trading time and effort for mm -hmm. something in the long run that's going to be much healthier for your space. That's right. That's right. So I kind of demonstrated in our book what I had done a number of years ago in my front yard. I know I'm sure my neighbors thought I was crazy, but uh, so it lasagna gardening is just the idea of layering on top of your uh, lawn or old garden. Let's say, let's say it is a garden with that's weedy and that's that you really don't know how to restore it or you want to restore it in an easier way. So it starts with cardboard, a lot lot of cardboard now if it's a small area you might get away with doing newspaper but who has newspaper these days because they're all like not really publishing so anyway mm -hmm. so really cardboard um so cutting it open uh so you've got one layer of cardboard making sure you take off the packing tape that was something you know i didn't necessarily do uh and i was constantly pulling out <laughs> packing tape when i went to plant in the garden but for, and when the reason we're bringing in this to you now is this is a perfect time so definitely uh, stock up on, on cardboard and you can do a lot. You can visit different stores and get extra cardboard, that type of thing, right? And so the idea is in your area, you want to cover the, let's say, lawn very well with cardboard. So spreading it out, overlapping where possible. Sometimes if it's windy, you might need to put some large rocks. That's what I had to do to kind of hold things down. 
Um, you can wet it if you want, but you, you know, cardboard is a little bit better that I think the newspaper tended to, you needed to kind of wet it to kind of keep it in place. So you can definitely, you want to overlap it. You want to go on to, um, you know, consider whether you're, it's a curb or a sidewalk. So you want to get as close as possible with your cardboard and really do a nice, uh, coverage of that area with cardboard. Once that is done, um, then you want to, now I'm going to say two ways. So one way would be to, and what I did was I bought a really good quality mulch um, in those big bags that was delivered to the driveway and we put mulch all over the cardboard. I will say that if I had to do it again, I would have done um, compost as my first layer. So this is kind of where it gets into the, the lasagna idea and then that you can layer it. Because I didn't really, I got, I killed my grass and I created a garden, but I didn't really um, improve my soil. So I think in hindsight, doing a one layer of compost, I think is beneficial if you've the time and the budget to do that, then I would cover, um, you know, you can still see the cardboard. So do the compost where you, you know, you've spread it pretty evenly, um, but maybe it hasn't completely covered the cardboard and then do a compost uh, or sorry, a mulch. So we love our composted pine mulch. Um, you can then do, but you've got to do it thick. Like, so now we're talking three, four inches thick of a mulch. And again, October is a good time to do it. It's not super cold yet. It's not super hot like the summer. Um, and then the fall rains and the winter, all of that um, happens. And slowly that cardboard will just um, break down. Right. So yeah, you're basically killing. So you, instead of digging it all out and doing all this sort of stuff, you're basically covering your lawn and letting the soil and the microorganisms and the lack of light and the addition of heat and moisture basically compost everything underneath and rebuild everything. So you don't have to break your back or hire mm -hmm. people to do it or dispose of stuff. You can really contain all of those nutrients and materials on site again and basically repurpose and recycle everything, mm -hmm. everything you have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so by June, I mean, maybe, maybe not May, but, but May and June depends on the season. Um, you can actually start planting right into that garden. So um, yeah. So yeah. as you, started to plant did you find like raw chunks of cardboard still because I think people think or they see like oh I'm putting all of this cardboard down mm -hmm. like is it really going to be gone I'm going to plant in the spring so like is it moist enough that you can you know dig through it and there's not raw dry chunks that you're right being yeah. interfered with well, I didn't, because of being a landscape designer and pretty busy in the spring. So I did do, do this in, in October. So this is the month we started. Um, you need way more cardboard than you think you need. <laughs> <laughs> so I was dumpster diving, uh, getting cardboard as my husband laid it all out for me. And we have some pictures in our book for you as well. And, um, and so because of the busy spring, I really didn't start um, planting in it until the beginning of July, mostly just because of time. Right. So I certainly had no cardboard. Um, but I don't remember seeing any in June, you know, prior to that either, because I was right. adding on to an existing garden. So there was already a garden there. And then I was just, I had kind of garden um, and then lawn and then curb. So I was kind of extending that whole garden. 
So I don't remember seeing any cardboard, um, but I wasn't planting in it. Um, But I did find the packing tape. So that was one thing where, you know, we were because I was dumpster diving and we were kind of on a timeline to get it done on a day and a certain day and my husband and son scheduled for doing it. um, I was running out to different dumpsters and retail locations to get their cardboard. And so we weren't being very careful to remove the packing tape. I don't know. It just was didn't occur to us at the time so yeah. when I was planting I would be digging up and finding the uh the packing tape so it's kind of funny <laughs> um but yeah so you know some people will say you know well it's you know the inks on those cardboard or the ink on the newspaper is not good for the garden that type of thing but you know it's so it's not a perfect method but it definitely especially if you have a small space um and if you want to try it out I, I think it is a quick and easy way to do it I, with Amazon these days, we all have more cardboard border than we know what to do with, right? Oh, yeah. So it's a good way to do it. Um, it's a good time of year now to do it, um, which is why we wanted to talk to you about it now. And then all the rain, all the snow, all of the fluctuating temperatures all help with that decomposing of the cardboard and getting your garden kind of getting that soil heated up and 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 going again. Right. Come spring. Come spring, for sure. And you have this Mm -hmm. beautiful ready to plant and amend with all of that work gone. Yeah. I like how you mentioned uh, like the inks and and other Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, that is still a concern. But I do know that a a lot more publications and um, even some more of the eco-conscious packagers, they're still starting to go to plant-based inks too. Yes. I think Amazon even. I was going to, I almost, I wanted to say that, but I wasn't too sure, but I did think I saw something on the website or their boxes Mm -hmm. that it was plant-based ink. So I would hate for that just to let, well, I got the cardboard, but I don't want to eat or drink the inks or whatever. If I'm going to create, if I'm doing it to create a vegetable garden or whatever. Right. Right. But don't, so don't let that, don't let that hold you back. That little Mm -hmm. bit because it's definitely worth the time and effort. And I would say for a vegetable garden, I didn't even think about that. But then I would think maybe instead of compost, maybe you do a manure or something that's even Mm. more, um, you know, and to help it break down. So that's that's an option if you if you're thinking about a vegetable garden. But I want people to know that it's also good for starting from scratch. Yeah. If you don't have in a garden, it's a good thing to do. But let's say you want to make like I did, I wanted to make the garden bigger. You know, I had no luck at that south side of my lawn with the grass growing. It never grew well. It was hard to water um, because of the runoff. And I had a slight slope. So I was a little bit worried. That was one thing with my lawn to the curb. Um, I was worried a little bit about rain and, and, and the mulch kind of sliding off in the winter or the fall and winter. And that didn't happen. So I was really happy about that. And I was, you know, there were gaps where I didn't get quite so close to the, to the curb. And so you did see like little splurts of lawn, like sod or grass kind of grow or where maybe we didn't overlap it. You know, there was so, so, you know, we, it's the first time we'd done it. And, uh, you know, I now can, I have the luxury of looking back at what I did right or wrong kind of Mm -hmm. thing. And uh, so I think definitely starting out with a huge amount of cardboard, um, and you think that kind of slowed us down the fact that I had to co- keep restocking them <laughs> as they cut it and, and laid it out and overlapped it. So, uh, so yeah, so that was one of the things, but I think it is a great way as, and a lot of people, you know, it is a great thing to do for a vegetable garden as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great way, a low cost, low time and effort way 
um, to really hit, like you said, hit that reset button um, on an existing bed. Maybe it's just become overcome with weeds mm -hmm. and it's time to rebuild um, that soil, uh, convert a lawn into a green space or um, reconvert a lawn into maybe a meadow or a garden mm -hmm. or a, a maybe even a mixed lawn because it is too much of uh, just grass or just poor soil. And then, yeah, to start a vegetable garden. So, yeah, and I like the cost, right? Because like you said earlier, you know, you can go to the big box stores or uh, here in um, in Ontario, right? We have the LCBO that has all the cardboard, cardboard. that they're just getting rid of that they give away for free. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of alternate, you know, plastic bags are gone. So cardboard is becoming an option and becoming available from the grocers. Yes. So they don't have to throw it out themselves. So yeah. there's a lot of free Available. Yeah, free resources for free sure. Resources and just talking available. to your neighbors about their mm. cardboard that, you know, if they don't have to cut it up and recycle it, then that's great. Um, and the other thing is for your front yard, it, it's not, it didn't look bad. So I was also worried about that too, appearance. Right. What's that going to look like all winter? What are my neighbors going to think? But really, it just looks, it just looks like mulch. So you know, you're not seeing, you know, the goal is to not see the cardboard peeking out and and things like that. So it still looks clean and tidy. And then it isn't until, you know, the next year when you're ready. And that's the nice thing, too, is that you don't have to do it. If you're not available, if you were like me and not able to do it right at the beginning of May or whatever, you can plant in it when you're ready. Right. You know, it's not something. Yeah. So, you know, with the exception of a, obviously a vegetable garden where you might want to get, um, you know, get going a little bit faster. But um, once yeah. the soil heats up and we never know where when spring's really going to start either. Right. Yeah. Um, is it, you know, is it May? Is it is it the end of May? Is it the beginning of May? Is it the beginning of June? You know, that type of thing. So I think it's forgiving as well because it's not like the mulch is going anywhere. It's the idea is that it's now killed the grass or killed the weeds underneath the cardboard and then the cardboard has decomposed well i hope if you were thinking about doing it mm -hmm. uh, this episode definitely encouraged you pushed you over the line to uh to go out and try your lasagna gardening and if you're still unsure i mean you did it on a huge portion of your your yeah. front lawn and in the book you have lots of step-by-step -step pictures that you took through each of the stages um, and you go through all of the details again on what you did and how to do it uh, but you don't have to do it on that large space I mean maybe right. if you have if you're thinking about it but you're not sure try a little you know grab a big cardboard box and try a space and mm -hmm. and, and do it worst comes to worst you tried it and you like or don't like it and you put back sod or yes. you know, put something else there right yeah so yeah hopefully this has inspired some people to really uh try some lasagna gardening it's a cost effective and uh no till too so we're not disturbing yeah. the existing soil so that makes it good and i think of someone who maybe who's just bought a house this summer or this fall and you know, and know that next year they want to start a garden, but there's no where existing, you know, that's right. something you can, because now you've got a lot of cardboard because you just moved. So that's something, you know, it's something also um, that I feel, you know, can be useful. So, um, so yeah, so I think it's worthwhile trying it. Yeah. Like you said, very, like very time effective. If you've moved mm -hmm. into a house, you don't have time to worry about the gardens this year, but if you have a little time and you want to, yeah, yeah. you can get a good start. Yeah, definitely. <sighs>
So hopefully that helps inspire everyone. Um, and you have done a wonderful job. So on yours, and I was at your garden and I got mm -hmm. to see the results this year and it's just full and blooming and colorful and looks wonderful. So we hope everybody gives it a try. Don't forget as well to check out our book, Down the Garden Path, a step-by-step -step guide to your Ontario garden. We say Ontario garden because we're here in the GTA. Uh, however, a lot of the techniques, the theory, uh, the design elements that are in there that we suggest uh, can be really applied to anywhere, wherever mm -hmm. you might be, whether you're a month ahead or half a month behind or in a different zone. Uh, it definitely is worth the read, especially because we've really laid it out in a thorough step-by-step, month-by-month, you know, lawn care, just all lawn care, month-by-month. -month. Maybe you don't have a lawn, but you grow lots of vegetable gardens or perennials. We can take you step-by-step, month-by-month through the entire year to help you uh, create that low-maintenance, sustainable garden of your dreams. So hopefully you'll check out our book. You can find it on amazon.ca or .com. And uh, yeah, leave us, if you have picked up your copy uh, and you haven't left us a review, we hope you will. Or maybe jump onto one of our uh, social media platforms. Facebook or Instagram or YouTube at Down the Garden Path Podcast being our handle there and leave us a review or, you know, whoop and cheer about our book. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so thank you everyone for joining us this episode of Down the Garden Path. I'm Matthew Dressing here with my co-host and co-author Joanne Shaw. Joanne and I enjoy hosting Down the Garden Path, bringing each week, bringing you or whenever we can do it, bringing you interesting and relevant topics to help you achieve a great garden. We learn right along with you from our research and from the wonderful guests who join us here on the show. That's right. Don't forget you can spend time with us down the garden path. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Down the Garden Path Podcast. You can also find us on your favorite podcast provider. And while you're there, please hit the subscribe button to be notified of new content. And don't forget to like, share, and leave us a comment or review. We always love hearing from our listeners. And you can always write us at Down the Garden Path Podcast at hotmail.com or via our websites. You can find me at www.com down to earth.ca with the number two and Matt at www.naturalaffinity.ca. Thanks for joining us down the garden path. <laughs>